Well, Happy New Year, everyone. We are excited to start a New Year's series right now. It's um, exciting to start a new decade, the Roaring Twenties. Um, I did learn something very scary this week, however, is that um, I have to make sure that my legal documents and checks are not written with just two digits. I don't know if you saw that online. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's pretty scary stuff. This is going to be a dangerous year. You write on your check. 2020 so somebody doesn't change the dates I I don't remember the last time I wrote a check so I think I'll be okay but but we're moving now into a new decade it's hard enough um, it's actually hard enough just to change from the you know 19 to 20 mentally like you it takes you about it normally takes me about a month to remember that the date changes but now I need to write the entire entire year but we're, we're moving into a new decade and we're moving into all of these things and um, uh, also a, a new series and this series the series habits we're going to really ask the question how do we change our life how do we really change our life and and sometimes um, we, we think about all the different things we're maybe making resolutions but to really take action and change your life it requires kind of small disciplines over the course of time that really make a difference and so we're going to get a little advice this morning from a Navy SEAL on how he gets up at 4.30 a.m. every day. Anybody get up at 4.30 a.m. this morning? Yeah, me too. Um, about 4.15 actually. Uh, but um, let's, let's get some advice from a Navy SEAL. Here he is. If you're having trouble sticking to your morning routine, here are some things you can do. First of all, upon your alarm clock going off, I want you to close your eyes and think of a moment in time when you felt victory in your mind. Then take nine deep, solemn breaths to intake the morning oxygen. And then put your hands into the symbol of the ancient masters that bring discipline into your heart and into your soul. Once you have done these things, you'll realize that they're all crap. Is <laughs> when the alarm goes off, you get up and you go get some. That's what you do. Impose discipline on your life. That's the way it works. Get out of bed, go get some. You got 24 hours in a day. The earlier you get up, the more you can take advantage of those hours. What you should do if you want to start waking up early is start waking up early. You figure out what that time is for you, and then you start waking up at that time. Now, if you wake up and it's earlier than you normally wake up, by the end of the day, guess what? You'll be a little bit more tired, and then you can go to bed a little bit earlier. You're not born with, when I don't feel like doing something, I'm going to do it anyways. You're not born like that. You just decide that that's what you're going to do. You decide that's what you're going to be. You can decide that you're not going to be that way. You can decide that you're going to stay in bed. You can decide that you're not going to attack the day when the day is attacking you. You can make those decisions. But I'll tell you, it is much, much better to go through life attacking days than it is to go through life getting attacked by days. Don't let that happen. Go on the offense. I had you for a second, didn't I? Uh, like, what in the world are we doing here at Church of the Creek? No, but uh, here is the wonderful advice our, our uh, Navy SEAL says. 
if you want to wake up early, then wake up early. (laughs) That's the practical advice he gives. And there is something to that. There's something to that advice saying, like, what do you really want your life to be? And that's really the question he's asking. Maybe you say it's, it doesn't have to be necessarily early morning is what you want your life to be. You don't have to necessarily make that your priority in life. But the question really is, and this is the question we're going to be asking, is what do you want with your life? What do you want your life to be? And what is really important to you? Another way to put it is um, how is your resolve to do these things? How is your resolve? What is, like, what is deep down inside you that you say, I am going to do this? Let's go ahead and turn in the scriptures to Romans chapter 6 and, and um, read some of the struggle that we all understand and something that we can um, kind of relate to this time of year. It says this, Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase by no means we are those who have died to sin how can we live any longer or do you not know that all of you were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the father we too may live a new life for we've been united with him in in a death like his, and we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you will obey its evil desires. Do not offer any parts of your life to sin as an instrument of wickedness. Um, But rather, offer yourselves to God as those who have been Bought from death, brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you're not under the law, but under grace. It's an interesting passage that kind of hits at something that we often struggle with and I think is the start of our conversation regarding change in our life and, and the resolve that we have in our life. Is The question is, is, are we at a point in life where we're the people that have a strong resolve? We're going to do something in our life. We have a resolve to say, I want something different. I want to change. I want to move forward in my faith, in my relationship with God or have we come to a point where there's resignation have we come to a point where we've resigned to the fact that there are things in our life that are just going to always be that way have we resigned to the fact that like you know what there's uh there's these habits that I have in my life that are bad ones and you know what I I don't I've tried to kind of kick them a little bit and I, I I I can't do anything about it 
Are we resigned to sin in our life? And that's what Paul is talking about here. He said, are we resigned to this is the way I have been. This is a habit I've had in my life. This is a negative thing going on in my life. I know it's not following what God would like for me to do, but what do you do? What do you do? I've tried. I can't do anything about it, and I'm moving forward. And, and there is a great temptation the older we get to get to a point where we're just kind of resigned to the fact of what life is like. And Paul is calling that into question, kind of this, this feeling of like, you know what? Um, in the end, you know, God, God's going to forgive me. So I'm resigned to the fact that this is, this is, this is what it is. God, just forgive me. And um, I'm going to be the same person year after year after year. And instead, he says, he comes in here and he says, don't be resigned to your sin. Resolve to do something different. And the question has to come up in our minds before we even kind of get to what we're going to be doing is, are we resolved to do something different? How is our resolve? How is our, how, how, how is our attitude with this? Um, if we've ever come to a place where you say, you know what, it doesn't really matter or sin doesn't matter and I don't really care about it, that's a problem. It's a significant problem. And it's a problem that really, in a, in a sense, it's showing contempt for God's grace. God gives us the offering and the gift of forgiveness and grace. God gives us an opportunity for a new life. God gives us an opportunity for a fresh start. God gives us an opportunity for something new, something different, something better. God gives us this gift. And to resign ourselves to the fact of, ah, that's all right. That, it shows real contempt for God's forgiveness. It shows contempt and it shows... shows it, in a way that we don't really, really fully embrace or understand how precious the gift of God's grace is. How special it is. How important it is. How, how costly it is that God gives us a gift of forgiveness. An opportunity for something new. And so it's a problem if we get to a point where we are kind of resigned to the fact that this is the life that we're going to continue to live. And instead, as, as Paul puts it, he says, you have been raised from the dead to new life. Raised from the dead. That don't continue to walk in death. You're not, a, you're not a person of death. You're a person of new life. The old has gone. You have been set free. You're not dead, but you are alive. And so as we kind of think about these conversations of what we're going to do, there really is a resolve factor. And it's more than just a resolution. It's more than just saying, I am going to do, you know, like I would like this to happen in my life. I would like to lose some weight. I'd like to like get up earlier. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. It's not like just saying, I'm going to make a list. It's, it's deciding that I'm going to have some resolve. It's deciding I'm going to have something deep down inside me that will, that will say, I am going to act, and there's a reason for it. People of faith should be people of resolve. People of faith should be people that like push through things. People of faith should be ones that say, I am not going to give up because of the great hope that we have in God. 
Because of the incredible hope that we have in God. So it should be something that is, is right at the forefront of who we are as people. We're people of faith that say, I resolve to follow God. I resolve that I'm going to do these things. And so, so we really have to start the question and say, where's my resolve? Or am I resigned? Where's my resolve in my life right now in different categories or different areas of my life? Where's, like, where am I finding my strength, motivation, my inspiration to, to just go forward and do it? Because many times it's, it's, it's those simple things daily and, and over time that produce incredible results. And we have to just decide what is important to us. If you want to know what is important to someone... Just know what they do. That it, that's true. If you want to know what's, what's really important to somebody, it's not necessarily what they say or talk about. It's what they do. It, and, and, and the sad fact of the matter is, is I would have to look at my life and honestly evaluate and say, sometimes the things that are important in my life is, you know, like just watching TV and entertaining myself. Sometimes it feels like that's really what is important in my life. That is kind of a scary thought, isn't it? But I make time for it. And, and, and so, so uh, uh, one thing like over the holidays that our family did is it was like, this is something that we wanted to do. The new Star Wars movie is out, right? So we're like, we need to go see the Star Wars movie. So we set up a time. We spent some money. We went and got the 3D glasses, popcorn, a whole deal. We even got Titus, invited one of his friends. We went, we got good seats. We set it up. And we, we spent, you know, three hours of our life saying, we need to know what in the world is going to happen to the Skywalker dinosaur dynasty right is this important to us a little bit okay (laughs) but but really if there's something that is important to you what happens is is you spend your time money energy and effort towards making that happen and the question that we're gonna have to like wrestle with a little bit through this series is what is really important to you what is important to you? Because, because that will de- that'll demonstrate kind of what you do with your life. What is really important to you? We can say that we want, like, uh, we want to be a professional athlete, but if you never practice a sport, it's not going to happen. We understand that. And so you have to call into question really what you really want. Is that something you really, really want? And so, so the start of this conversation is asking ourselves, like, where is my resolve? Where is kind of that, that place in my heart and in my life where I say, this is what I want my life to be. This is what is important to me. This is where I stand my ground and say, this is a priority, and I'm going to make sure that this happens in my life, is what is really our resolve, what is important. And it's important to give it some thoughts and give it some structure, and that's what we're going to be doing over these, these coming weeks, is thinking about exactly how we make sure that the things that we resolve to do happen in, in our lives over time. And so, so what is, what will you resolve? That's another question. 
that you need to ask yourself. What will you resolve to do? In the book of Job, Job is kind of reviewing his life, and here's what he says. He says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. He made a resolve, a covenant. He said, this is a common spiritual struggle that people have. This is something that, like, obviously is is a difficult thing to manage. And he says, I resolve to do something about it. I make a covenant, an agreement. And I articulate and I say, that's not what I want my life to be about. He makes that decision. So what decision and what, what thing in your life that you would say, enough is enough? What would you say that you'd say, this is where I need to make sure this is a priority, this is a focus, this requires time effort and energy, I resolve that this is what I will do. And so there's lots of different questions that I think you could ask to kind of come to this place. But what, I, what I'm really going to ask you this week is to begin to develop and begin to take some time to pray and say, God, what is a worthy thing that I need to personally resolve to do? And some questions that you could ask is, What has prevented you from being the person that God created you to be? What has held you back? What is something that has kind of like always like stopped you from going to that next level and to the next step? Maybe it's maybe it's a it's a moral issue that you say that is something that I I need to deal with right here, right now, because that's something that has held me back and tripped me up. And I need to resolve to say that enough is enough with that. And that is. I'm moving on from that. It's not always just something like like the scripture uh, is talking about in Romans. Like it's it's something that is a direct sin. But sometimes it's like it's just kind of a neglect of doing something that could benefit you. Maybe it's maybe it's something that like I've never really made a commitment to read the Bible, or I've never really engaged in that way, or never like never really pursued more uh, a relationship with God in some way or another. I've never taken deliberate. Uh, intentional action to make something happen in my spiritual life. What is it that's preventing you from being the person that God created you to be? Because God has an incredible plan and life laid out for you. And many times it's the resignation of uh, this is good enough that prevents us from going to that next place. Another, another question you may need to ask if you're starting to think of what do I resolve to do is, is, is there something that is harming any relationship in your life? Is there something that's harming a relationship? Obviously, our relationship with God is, is what we talked about first. But is there any other relationship in my life that is in some ways hindered or harmed because of a way that I've acted? Maybe it's a, it's a temper thing. Maybe it's a mood thing. Maybe it's just me not taking initiative or or being proactive in a relationship. But relationships are so essential and important to our life. And if we're just, if there's something that is going on that is harming in any way a relationship like that, there's unforgiveness, if there's, if there's, uh, you know, like some kind of manipulation or deceit, anything that is harming a relationship, that would be a high priority thing. That you'd say, I resolve that I need to be proactive and do something different about that. I don't want to just like 
just kind of like ha- hang on with my relationships that are, that are important to me. I don't want to just hang on with those things and not resolve to do something about it and change something about it. Is there, a, is there, maybe another question is, is there a sin in your life that has festered long enough? Is there something that maybe you, that you need to really admit that it is sin and you need to confess that and you need to get help for that? And, and, and maybe it's something that you need, to, you need to take the steps to move forward, confess that that is what it is, and resolve, like, like Job says, says, I'm making a covenant that enough is enough in this area of my life. That, that needs to stop. And I'm going to find help, and I'm going to find support, and I'm going I'm to take steps towards admitting that that is not something that I want to just continue on in my life. Is there something that you need to add to your life? Maybe it is a priority, priority list question about things that you, have, you are spending your time on other things and you need to stop and say, what is really important to me? It's not that I have down all of the details and timelines of the Star Wars uh, trilogies. How do you say, how do you, when there's nine movies, how do you, how do you say that? It's not a trilogy it's not a, it's a nilogy. Is that what it is? Uh, I, I don't have any idea. But like, like, there are things in your life that you have put time and effort towards that when you look back, you're like, oh boy, what in the world am I doing with my life and my time? And we have to stop and ask ourselves, is, is like, is there other things in my life that I need to add? That I need to change, that I need to, that I needed to uh, uh, reorganize how I spend my time to make sure that the things that are really important are actually reflected in my schedule and in my time. I don't know, I don't know what questions you need to ask, but it's a really important question. It's an important question that all throughout Scripture, people who were close to the heart of God had to stop and have kind of that moment of truth where they said, I resolve. I resolve to do something different. I resolve to do that. I can think back to a couple of times in my life. And I think the greatest resolution I I made in my life is I was about 13 or 14 years old. And I remember the greatest greatest uh, resolution I had is is there was a point in time where I was challenged and encouraged. And I was like in in a... in a youth group Bible study, and uh, my father was the leader at the time, and he said, you know what? How about in the new year we read the entire Bible? How about you do that? How about you, like, make a decision to read it on your own, and we'll help each other through that? And, and he actually gave us little Bibles that were, like, you could mark it off and, like, read through it and these different things. And there was a moment in time, like, as a 14-year-old, I'd never, like, really kind of uh, personalized my faith, and I've never really kind of kind of did something proactively for it. It was always something that was handed to me and kind of I was around and I was open and all of that stuff. But there was a moment, something went inside me, said a, a light switch flipped for me and it was like, I need to take ownership of this. If this is something important for me, I need to take ownership of this and decide I'm going to pursue. I'm going to do something about this in my life. And so I did something that I had never done before on my own, unsolicited or uh, not prompted from like 
other people leading a Bible study or anything like that. At night, I cracked open my Bible, and every night I'd, I'd take a moment, and I'd read a little bit. And it became my regular habit. And it was the most life-changing decision I ever made. It's just taking a one little step and saying, I am going to take five to ten minutes a day and focus my attention and try to understand what God is communicating to me and the world. I'm going to try to open myself up to what God are you trying to do in this world. And I started reading it, and it was transforming for me. And it really led me to my call into ministry, and it led me into all kinds of different things. And it's been a discipline and a habit for my life that has been life-changing. It was one of the most important little decisions I made. So much more important than, than all of the other things that I've given my time and energy to. And what it was is it was a one little step change, a small little action step that I said is going to become a part of my routine and habit. And it changed my life dramatically from that point forward. Totally different world that I lived in. I remember this, uh, about a year ago, I, I um, had the opportunity to help officiate and be a part of, um, and, and stand up and be a, a groomsman for a friend of mine, lifelong friend of mine. And um, he reminded me when we were kind of reminiscing about some things and we went back all the way back to high school and we knew each other. He reminded me about something that he remembered about me that stuck out in his mind. We were at a basketball camp, and we were roommates. We were at a basketball camp at CSU, and we were just up there uh, doing basketball and all this stuff. And it was summertime, and we played games, and we were staying in the dorms and all this stuff. And one night, we were getting ready for bed, and we, we, we went to bed, and, I, and the lights are off. And I was sitting there, and I had had a habit or routine for over a year of every night before I went to bed reading my Bible. And it was something that had become part of my routine. And it was something that became part of who I was. And it was something that when I was laying in bed, falling asleep, I was mulling over and thinking about the things that, that God had talked about in Scripture. And I was there and I couldn't sleep. And I was like restless. And the light was on. And I felt, I had my Bible in my bag, but I felt a little embarrassed to read it with my high school friend who was uh, my roommate for... Uh, basketball camp. But after a few minutes, I jumped up out of bed and I flipped on a little light and I read my Bible for a few minutes and he's like, what in the world are you doing? I said, you know what? Every night before I go to bed, I read the Bible for a little bit. He's like, that's pretty cool. What does it say? And he's, you know, and he's like, that's, that's awesome. And it was something that, he, that over 25 years later, as I was at his wedding, he recounted and said, I remember that night. Wow, you're a, you're a strange cat. You're a little different. And it's something that I remembered in my life, those moments of time where it's like making that small decision to do something very simple. How, what a profound effect and change it had on my life. To say that I resolve to do something is a powerful statement. And you need to really think, and it leads to kind of our last question. And in the coming weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about step-by-step -step ways to make sure that you can follow through with these things. But really today, I want you to kind of get your mind around what is it that you're really resolving to do? Is, is, what is why is it important? And this is a key question. Why is it important to you?
And, and you have to ask and, and seek out God and say, God, what is something that could make a life-changing impact on me, my family, my relationship with you? And you need to really think about that and articulate that in a clear way. Things that are important, let me, let me explain. Things that are important require, like, a plan. They require a plan. Things that are really important to you require like some diligence, some resolve, some, some action, and like a really thought out plan. If you just say, I want to lose weight, and then like you're, you're going throughout your day and there's all this stuff going around, there's cake floating everywhere, and it, there's, there's a point in time where you're like, what in the world is the point? Give me some cake. I am ready to rock and roll. You know, but if, but if it's different, if you stop and you say, God, you've given me this life. And I want to make the most with the gift you've given me of, like, my health. And so I want to be healthy. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be, like, do everything I can with the gift you've given me of my life. This is important because of the people I love and the gift of God that you gave me. There's a different thing that is going on in our mind. And so the question I want you to ask is, of course we ask, like, how is your resolve? What will you resolve? But what is really important? And why is it important to you? Because there was a, there was a day years and years ago, 25 so years ago, where I said, I resolve God I'm going to seek your voice through reading your word. I resolve. And I didn't quite fully understand it or grasp it, but that was life-changing. Can you imagine taking a step like that and realizing what is really important to you and why it matters? So... If it's important, there's some things that you're going to do, and this is more of stuff that we're going to get to in coming weeks. But I want to kind of give you a little bit of a a thought pattern as we enter into this. Something important requires action. First thing that you can do is you can write it down. Write it down. Because if it's just in your head and it just floats off, kind of like maybe you have a passing thought or whatever, uh, that is different. But uh, if it's really important and you say, I resolve to do it, and... Write down what you resolve to do. Write it down. Write it down and put some pen to it and stop and, and, and read it a little bit and pray and say, God, why is this important? God, is this what you want for me coming, coming up in my life? Write it down and make a commitment to take kind of that first step to act towards it. Start that first day. Make that first domino fall, so to speak. The very first domino. And, and, and like when you're fighting off, like I'm tired or I'd like to do something else, like just, just stand up and say, you know what? I've resolved to do something. This is important. And just take a couple of those first steps and just start. Start a process. Start checking that off. Start a, start a kind of a winning streak, so to speak, of like, Hey, this is a part of who I am now. And this is, this is, this is what I'm going to be doing. And, and you'll see that when you, when you start like taking those dramatic, those just little, little steps. I'm going to write it down. It's important. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to give it to God. And just, just start that process. Something happens and starts to build in us 
they can have life-changing, life-changing effects and life-changing things. And so this, this week, your homework assignment and your thought is, is to think about these questions. Think the, through these questions and truly seek God and say, God, what is it that you have for me? What is important for me? And, and commit to God. Say, God, I do not want to be dead in these things anymore. I do not want to just kind of like, like, just throw up my hands and decide like I'm resigned to what my life is going to be. Say, I resolve, God, to do something different and to change my life and to make those steps. And it is profound how God shows up and multiplies our efforts in incredible ways when we, when we make those steps, when we do those things, when we open up our hearts. It expounds our efforts beyond our, our comprehension and, our, and, and, and what we could ever imagine it would be. Things don't just change because we just wish and hope. Things change because we resolve. And we say, this is something I'm going to do. So I invite you to stay with us in the coming weeks because we're going to talk specifically about things that I think are really key and really important in your life. We're going to talk about things like spiritual disciplines. We're going to talk about like making that plan and carrying it through and like having other people come around you and support you and like building those habits into your life. But the first and foremost you have to ask yourself is what do I resolve to do? Will you pray with me? God, we are grateful and thankful for the days that you give us, the life that you give us, the opportunities that you give us. And God, we just, we want to think about in the coming days and months, God, how we can take steps towards you. There's so many times, God, that we've been passive. And how we treat our relationship with you or others. And we've resigned ourselves to the fact that, you know, nothing is going to change. And the bad habits in my life are going to prevail. God, we know that you have more for us than that. And so, God, in this room today, we, we start to open up and ask the question, God, what is it in our life that is holding us back from all that you want us to be? And, God, I pray that you would speak to us and guide us and help us and help us to, to begin to walk down a path towards just walking, knocking over one of those little dominoes. Start making a, 
Make it a pattern. Make it a new habit. Make it a start. And God, even if it doesn't seem like huge things are changing, God, we know you're doing something in us when we take a step towards you. So God, we pray that you'd speak to us right now. That if we need to resolve that we need to start a pattern of prayer and Bible study, God, help us to resolve to do that. God, if we need to say, I need to make a priority to be in worship. If we say, God, I need to overcome this habit or this sin. Or if we say, God, I need to, I need to fix some relationships. I need to get some people close in my life that will help me, that will that'll be around me. God, we pray that if we, we would hear your voice, that we would respond and we would start a trend, a habit, a little small change that could be something that changes our life now and forever. So I invite you right now, open your heart up to God. Begin asking God, God, what's next for me? What steps do you have for me? God, God, what could this new year hold for me? Pray to God and resolve to do something, to write it down, to take that first step. Go ahead and make that commitment to God right now.